Today, we are going to discover what is in the heart of humanity. You see, since the beginning, God created men and women from his own image. And the goal was to reflect beauty, truth, and love into this world. He created us for his glory and his fame. And yet in Genesis chapter 3, our hearts that were designed to, to glorify him throughout the world were broken because of sin. The Bible describes our hearts in Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 is our hearts are desperately wicked and sick and who can know it? But you might ask, well, how about all the good people in this world? Well, today in Mark chapter um, 7, we're going to learn about uh, people who were squeaky clean and yet their hearts were marked by defilement and darkness. Now, we can't read the whole passage. We're going to be summarizing Mark chapter 7 verses 1 to 23. So I'm just going to read a couple verses, verses 6 and 7, that I think summarizes this passage very well. Mark chapter 7, verse 6. He said to them, that is Jesus, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandments of God and hold on to the tradition of men. We're going to see in this passage three symptoms of a sick heart. And if we can expand these symptoms throughout the entire Bible, I believe we can show that this not only this passage, but the entire Bible shows us what it means to have a sick and evil heart. First, one symptom is that we distort the commands of God. That is, we, we twist the commandments of God. This is exactly what happened in the beginning in Genesis chapter 3, where the serpent misquotes the God's commandments. But what we want to do in this episode is we want to increase your confidence in the Word of God. Not to twist it, but to display it in all its truthfulness. The Bible was written over 2,000 years by 40 different authors on three different continents written in three different languages, from fishermen to doctors to poets. And yet we see a unifying theme throughout the Bible. And you can take a look on the website uh, um, post um, page, which is uh, Story of Scripture. And I show um, how the Scripture is a unified book telling of God's creation, man's rebellion, and yet God pursuing a people by himself through redemption. 
And yet, unfortunately, too many people distort God's commandments rather than displaying God's commandments. We see a a second symptom is the distance from the presence of God. We're going to see in our passage that these weren't rebellious people, but religious people. And yet we see that they were driven away from the presence of God, just like in Genesis 3, where Adam and Eve were driven from the presence of God. Third, we see that these people are defiled without cleansing from God. Both these people in our passage, but also for us as well. We are defiled unless we receive cleansing from God. Again, we see in Genesis chapter 3, when they did sin, what happened? They recognized they were naked and they were full of shame. So the big idea today is only God can change our hearts. Very simple and yet fundamental. Only God can change our hearts. We try to clean ourselves up, but it doesn't work. So Mark chapter 7 verses 1 to 5. I'll just summarize it very very quickly. The, The Pharisees and some of the scribes, they come all the way from Jerusalem and they're very concerned with Jesus and his disciples. Why? Because they didn't wash their hands. While, while they were eating. Now this isn't just like over-concerned grandma concerned about the hygiene of the disciples. What is happening here is that they're concerned that they are defiled. You see, um, the Mishnah, which was this set of rules in a book, was, uh, was designed to make sure that everyone was holy and they tried to control people, these religious leaders. And so, for example, you weren't allowed to wear false teeth just in case they fell out. Because if they fell out, then you would have to take the time to clean them. But scripture says that only the priests were to wash their hands and feet when they entered into the tabernacle. And so you see these religious leaders, they distorted God's command. They said, well, if we got to wash our hands, then everyone should wash their hands all the time. And so we see that even in in the Mishnah, 35 pages was um, devoted just to washing dishes. Think how complicated dishes would have been back then. They wanted, they made... God's holiness, that, that, that that's what it was speaking of when they would go into the tabernacle, showing that they're dirty and the only way they can approach God is by his provision of water. They made that commandment and distorted it into this burdensome um, uh, way of life. We have to make sure that we don't do this. We have to make sure that we don't make God's good commandments into a trap and a burden for us. I love how 1 John 1, 5, uh, 1 John 1, 5, 3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. You see, obeying God in the context of his redeeming love for us, setting us free from bondage and sin, is a joyful thing. And so that when we obey his commands, it's not burdensome, 
but it is joyful. So we see the first symptom of a sick heart is we distort God's commands. But second, we are distant from the presence of God. He quotes Isaiah 29, 13, and that's the passage that we read today. We see that they were moving, even though they had long prayers and they had the wardrobe and all those kind of things, they were moving away from God's presence. And how were they doing it? They did it in three stages. They were adding to God's word, verse 7. The Bible makes it very clear in Revelation twenty-two eighteen that there are very strong words that those who add to God's word will be punished. But not only did they add to God's word, they neglected God's word. This is really important for us to remember that we are to treasure God's word. Psalm 19.10 says that we are to desire God's word more than gold. It's sweeter than honey. So they added to God's word. They neglected God's word. But very quickly, they rejected God's word. Verses 9 to 13. He takes an example. The fifth commandment in the Old Testament was essential. Honor your father and mother. This is a reflection of what people would think about God. If, if you can take care of your family and your father and mother, then you care for your father, heaven in, uh, father in heaven. But what Jesus says is, these people would say, oh, well, we can't take care of our elderly family anymore. We cannot give them property. Why? Because of carbon. You see, this, this rule was that they were to devote, um, if they wanted to devote their property and everything to God, when they die, then it's really not theirs. It's God, and they could just live on their property and live their interests while they're living. But when they die, it's given to the priest and the priesthood for the work of the ministry. And so they would say, well, we can't, we can't honor my father and mother when they're older and they're to live with us because this property technically isn't ours. And what they were doing is they were twisting God's word. They were taking one commandment, oh, I'm just going to devote it to God, and neglecting their father and mother's. And Jesus calls them out and says, actually, what you're doing is you're not devoting it to God. You're making excuses so that you will not care for your parents. We can get into this trap too. We can get all zealous about witnessing and yet not have compassion while we're witnessing. Or some of us were obsessed with compassion and caring for people, but we don't have compassion enough to actually share the gospel. That's the danger is when we focus on one commandment at, at the expense of another. We must be balanced people because the scripture is balanced and we must love all of God's commands. Very quickly in verses 14 to 23, we see that they were defiled. They were defiled. Not only were they distant from God's presence, but they were defiled because they did not have cleansing from God. What they tried to do is have cleansing from within, from their own righteousness. And Jesus 
essentially comes to all these religious leaders and he says, here's the scissors. I want you to start cutting out all those man-made rules that you made up in the Mishnah, which is for the Jewish people. I want you to go ahead, cut those pages out because those pages give you no, those laws give you no righteousness upon yourself. You must look to God and himself for righteousness. Verse 14, he says, you need to hear this. You need to understand this. You need to realize that defilement comes from within and he lists all these sins and all these sins that, that are the fruit of the root. We sin, why? Because we're sinners. Dogs bark, why? Because they're dogs. Our fight with sin cannot come from within what we can achieve, but what we receive from God in Christ. This little message, we focused on the threefold symptoms of the heart of humanity, and it was not pretty. But I want to encourage you by considering just for a moment the heart of God. You see, the priests would wash their hands and feet and would remind them the holiness of God. The religious leaders made it all about cleansing. But let us not make the same mistake. God wants us to be clean from the inside out. And God has done this by sending his son into the world to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 7, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness so that we can have a relationship with him. If you're not a Christian today, you can get in on this if you trust in the finished work of Christ. And Christian, let us learn this all-important lesson. John chapter 13 and 14, Jesus says it, and 15 says it several times. You are clean. You are clean, not based on your own righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ. God desires to cleanse you from the inside out. Through his word and through prayer, we can connect with the almighty God. And so that as we look um, as we are clean, we don't distort God's commands. We display God's commands. We're not distant from the presence of God, but we are brought near to the presence of God. We are not defiled, but we are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. I just want to encourage you, as you consider this, to just enjoy the fact that the Lord Jesus has set us apart for his work and for his glory. God bless and have a wonderful week.